Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Channel Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app in association with Credit Union. And what a weekend the sport we have this weekend. It's camogie and hurling. It will be helter-skelter. And I'm joined in studio, as always, with co-presenter Pat McNamara. And first of all, we're going to go through the camogie championship. And we're delighted to be joined in studio by a member of the Fecal Kilinina Management, uh, last year's Intermediate Championships, a man who's very good to see on Scarlet Fair Community Radio. There's lots of reporting here for us. It's Ali Noon. And we're also joined by the man who's still the current manager, uh, last manager, uh, to bring the Munster Club Championship to Clare, uh, former Scarlet Ogunla manager, uh, Jim Minogue. Les, you're all very, very welcome. Thanks, Thanks Leo. Pat, it's some weekend ahead with the, the hurling and the camogie. No time for breath at all. Absolutely, no. I believe it's a great altogether. We missed all these games when they, when they weren't happening and when we weren't so sure what would be happening there both last year and early this year. But thank goodness we're, we're uh, uh, kind of approaching normality somewhat, even though it's all very congested, which is a pity. There's a lot of games clashing and hurling and camogie, which is that absolute shame. But anyway, look, the camogie championship, one of the, it's one of the best champions. The senior champions is one of the best champions in Clare in any grade, I think, in any sport. It's just so competitive and turns up such brilliant games year after year in recent years anyway. So um, an awful lot to look forward to this weekend. And, uh, you know... To pick a winner of the senior championship is, is to be easier, to be certainly to be nearly easier to pick a winner of the of, of the grand national, you know. But but uh, looking forward to it, let's say we'll have some marvelous games. Let's just hope weather doesn't be a spoiled sport, or whether the weather is a bit iffy with all the showers. But hopefully, we'll have top class games. Hopefully, yeah, Ali, as I said, you're, you're welcome, Ali. We've heard about the split season, but for Fikel Kilinina, this is a split season with a difference. You're already in the the monster uh, club final uh, from last year, which is. Delighted, as you, you told me, off here, going to be taking place on the 27th of November again, Clan Morris. And now, this, this year has started, and then you're going back into the last year again. But look at, great for Fika Kilnina, you know, great winning the Intermediate last year, reaching also final, great to be back in senior, Ali. It is, it is, yeah, it's our, it's our first year in senior, so we're, we're looking forward to the weekend. Um, and like you said, the split season has worked for us. Uh, I mean, we had, we had a good league campaign, which kept us busy over the summer, where we, we took part in the non-county player league, and we had good success there in the Division 2. Um, so we took a kind of few weeks off and let the girls at the hair down for a week or two. And we've been back training hard now for the last kind of four or five weeks, getting ready for, for the start of the championship this weekend. And, and like you said, you know, after that championship, we'll have a, a Munster campaign to wrap up. Uh, with Clan Morris late in November, so we're delighted that's going ahead. You know, um, there was a lot of controversy over the summer whether the split season would would work, and I mean the Camogie wanted to go a different way. And in fairness to clubs, they, they put their foot down and said, "No, look, there's a championship dirty played from last year. We want to play it, and, and we're, we're delighted to be in it and, and delighted to be representing Clare." Jim, it's only fitting that last year's club championship should be finished off. You know, it should it, it should never be left out in a limb like that. And as Ali said, great to see the club players for once uh, making their mark. And, and getting the club championship, you know, forcing them to play it at this time. Oh yeah, it is br- it is brilliant for a club like going into a monster campaign like and Joe Fee Kilina there being in a final like it would have been a, a shame for that, that game not to go ahead uh, and like there is there was time there in the calendar and um Joe you have to say at least the Camogie Association made the right decision and same then with Ina Kilmona Joe there in a monster senior final so that's a huge prize as well like and Joe you might only get one chance at, at in these games like so. Joe, you don't you don't want to miss the, miss them games and they're great memories for the girls have and everyone involved in the community and the management and um, and it creates a great buzz around the place. Like there's going to be a great buzz in Fee Kilina coming up that final in late November. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We look for, we look forward to that. Jim, you've gone to Pestures now. You're you're in with the hurlers, and you know great win the last day against Newcastle. <coughs> Huge game against Six Mile Bridge this weekend. Yeah, we've massive game now this weekend. Like so, um, yeah, it was brilliant to win the last day, but um, to say this weekend now is a different story again. So everyone's looking forward to it. So hopefully we'll be good to go. Yeah, and the very best to look to. As, as I said, the first part one of the program is designed for the Kamoki Championship and. We give you the groups of Group One and Group Two. You have Scarif O'Gunlo, Kilkishin Bodaik, St Joseph's, Kilmaley, No Market in Group One, Aina Kilnamona, Fika Kilanina, True Clanara, and Six Mile Bridge in Group Two. Pet, you said it's like drawing a, a horse to, to uh, win, the, win the Grand National. And we start off with, I suppose, the first game to we're covering uh, Scarif O'Gunlo and Kilkishin Bodaik, and then we'll go through the rest of the group. Yeah, uh, Scarif O'Gunlo, I suppose. You know, we've, we've seen them very often because of their success in recent years. But we've seen all the teams at different stages of the championship. But uh, Scarlet Fagundalos was our somewhat changed from the, 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 the very successful, the fantastically successful t- times they had there with Jim and, and others involved there and the Munster Club. Uh, a few changes, a few people not available. Um, I know Marion Rogers will be an awful loss. Aoife Power, a huge loss as well. There's two of the forward line who real score, score getters and score providers as well, you know, and target people. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're making, making uh, plans to, to overcome that. Uh, I think um, Ashley Carr is playing up in the forwards, so that's, a, that's a kind of a, a novel idea. Uh, and if it works for them, uh, it, it could be a great, it could be a great, it could be a great move. Uh, but um, Kilkishin Braik, very competitive as well, Leo. You know, the, 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 again, last year, so they're, they're proved it's very hard to beat as well. So this could be a, a banana skin for Scarlet for Gunlow. Unless they're, but if they've been their A game, I think they should probably scrape it. But you, again, last year's games and the closest for most of the games last year is very, very hard to call. But Scarlet for Gunlow certainly will be missing those players, and I'm not sure there's other players missing as well. But they're two I'm aware of anyway, and uh, very, very hard to call. But I will, will probably see it as an opportunity for themselves now as well. You know, when you when you see any kind of a weakness in your opponents in terms of players missing or, or changes or maybe you know missing missing top players, you might you might target that game and put absolutely everything into into it. And if they do, I think Scarlett Fogunlo would have to raise their game enormously. So it's, it's making it a great game. And Jim, Holly McGee gone from the full back line also, you know, it's kind of strange that there's no management. No one knows much of, no one knows much about them. They have their own obviously they have their own way of doing things. You know, new management changes in the team. Could it, this is, um, and as obvious with these clear teams, at any time you could have one team going well and the other team, it's a leveller, form goes out the window. Oh, it, it's going to be a real battle now um, come the weekend, but like the first game, the group is always crucial. Win that first game, you're in a, in a strong position <coughs> in the group, so both sides will be looking at that, but like Scarif like they've excellent underage players, like they four girls starting on the Clare Minor team, um, did another girl the sub. So I think of any club, they're, they're the most players on the Clare Minor squad. So, um, like they they have cover. Like there there's three three girls there last year. Um, they didn't see 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 game time, but like they, them girls are plenty good enough to step up. Leisha O'Donnell, Abby, Abby Walsh, Bonnie Wiley Murphy. Like they're they're clear minor standard. Um, like there's no fear of them girls. They're well able for senior Camogie. But like Kilkishan like so they're they're a fine team. Very competitive. But it's like that winning that first game, whoever wins it, it will set you up, put you in a strong position, lose that first game, you're under pressure straight away. Ali, I suppose, and Jim said it is important maybe, you know, to at least put them in a performance in, in your in your first game. But Scarif are going to look at the kitchen, but like, we're going to give you the call in this one, Ali. 
Yeah, you know, we, we've played Kikishan actually in Balaik in, in a few challenges of late, and I mean, definitely their, their use of the ball, they don't waste much ball. Um, they're, they're a good physical team. Uh, I'd agree with Jim that Scarif probably have more coming through in terms of underage players, and, you know, they have that bit of experience as well with, you know, Mairead and the girls that'll help those younger girls come in. Uh, a bit like Eineke in the morning, you know, it's good to have that blend. Um, I, I would give it to Scarif purely on, on what they've done the last couple of years, albeit, you know, a, a watch out, a potential banana skin. Um, I think the the drawback maybe for Kishin Badike, a bit like ourselves, is a lot of juniors coming back, you know, <coughs> into the team late, uh, only back in the last week or two, and maybe maybe a bit to do to kind of gel the team. So, but narrow nose for Scarif on this one. Pet, we turn to the next game in that group, and obviously Kilmania are playing Newmarket. St. Joseph's are the team that has a bye this weekend. Kilmania, Newmarket, two uh, Newmarket in the semi final uh, in the final last year. A real resilient team. Kilmady, probably the unluckiest team in, in, in Clare Camogie mm. last year. Only for a, a couple of, I suppose, dubious referees decisions. They would have either killed them all and knocked over the championship. And God only knows what would have happened after that. Yeah, Kilmady surprised a few people last year, including myself. Uh, especially that semi-final performance was absolutely outstanding. And as you said, you know, but for circumstances, they might have been in that final. Newmarket disappointed was supposed to be well beaten in the final last year. However, Newmarket and Fergus is the team that are nearly always at the battling end, at the, at the, at the, at the business end of Championships and Clare for in recent years. Uh, tough, you know, physical, but also like, they've lots of, lots of fine players as well. So, again, I, 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 I don't want to be sitting on the fence, but I find it very, very hard to call this one. Uh, the market probably that bit more experienced, but Kilmealy will have been really, really, I suppose, lifted by last year's performance and that they'll want to go another step further this year. But obviously, tomorrow is the first step, and the first step, as Jim says, is vital just to get that first win. I'd be hedging again for the the, the, the maybe the more experienced team in Newmarket, having so much experience playing in finals and semi-finals, particularly in finals over the years, uh, uh, over a number of years now. So perhaps lessons of those finals will just carry them through. But uh, again, it is a game that you wouldn't be surprised if Kilmele sneaked it because obviously they have fabulous players and obviously they also are also well coached and well trained and uh, well trained and and up for it. So. Make us of a great game again. Uh, maybe, maybe the market based basically on ex- alone on experience. Adi is experience vital in this one. Kilmady are normally slow starters in the championship. Takes maybe takes them a game to get going. Where do you see this one going, Ali? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Pat. Uh, I think Newmarket have demonstrated they, they're able to get through this group every year and, and be in, end up in a semi-final. And, and nobody wants to meet Newmarket in a semi-final, um, especially what, what they've done the last couple of years. However, I mean, this year is a little bit different in the senior. You have a group of four and a group of five. So the group of five, you know, one team could have four weeks back-to-back, depending on how fixtures are. So, I mean, the first round is really important. Um, you know, Kilmele have, have two or three individual players who on their day can beat you. Uh, I think Nevo D is probably... The outstanding player in Clare uh, that I've seen in the last two years and was a huge factor in that result that they nearly got last year against Ina Kinnamona. So if Newmarket can curtail that and herself and Sarah Kelly, I think they have you know they have enough around the rest of the field. But again, a very close one to call. But for me, Newmarket's experience just enough to get them over the line this weekend. You're making this a full house, Jim. Um, yeah, I think a lot, a lot might depend on personnel available. If, if Newmarket can have everyone from last year, Nicky Kaiser plays... But if, if they happen to be missing one or two key players, like same with Kilmele, if they can have everyone um, gel in one or two players, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say if Newmarket were missing one or two players from last year, one or two of their key players, and Kilmele just pushed on, developed another bit, I might just give the nod to Kilmele on that. Yeah, good, good call. St. Joseph's pet of the odd one out this weekend, then, you know, it is going to be battle for St. Joseph's against the other teams, but... 
you know, they're resilient also. They'll, they'll have gained experience from last year. If you were to pick two to come out of this group, Pat, uh, to get to the semi-final, where, is you, where are you nailing your colours to the best? I suppose I'd have to stick with Scarfagunlo and Newmarket uh, based on more recent years' forms. Uh, form. However, there's always nearly a surprise at some stage. Kilkishan, but I or Kilmele, or indeed both to come out, wouldn't be a shock by any means. But I suppose if you, if you had to put the house on it, you'd say probably Newmarket and Scarfagunlo. Uh, not, not overly confident, but just shading it in my, in my head anyway. Ali, there's always, a, as you said, the group of five, that, you know, there is going to be funny results, I have noticed. There's always a, a shock, a, a cannonball turning there somewhere. Uh, where would you see, could you see St. Joseph's upset in Deprecourt, or what two teams do you reckon will come out of that group, Ali? Yeah, I suppose having, having played St. Joseph's a good few times over the last couple of years, uh, um, I don't see them, you know, being a serious threat to the top two. I think if I was to pick one outside of Newmarket and Scarif, it would be Kikishan, but like, um, I think over four games, they'll get probably a couple of results that could be enough. And if it comes down to a last round game, no better team to, to get a result than Kikishan Badike. So for me, Kikishan Badike and Scarif Agunla will be my picks for, for that group. I tell you, Ali, you're doing East Clare a, a big fair <laughs> today. Jim, do you concord with Ali or, or do you see one of the other two coming through? Yeah, well, I suppose you have three of the four, yeah, four semi finalists from last year in, in that group. And like. Um, yeah, maybe Joseph's, like, they might be the weakest team in the group, but it's like that, you don't know. So, like, if I had to call it, um, I'd probably go with Scarf for Gunners, top of the group, like, with their experience, with their new players coming through. Like, um, like Newmarket have been probably the best championship team for the last 15 years in Clare, and, but it's very hard to call. But if Kinmaley could push on from last year, get, get one or two more players through, develop, develop their game another bit, um, I might just give them the nod, but it's, Joe, it's a very tight call. Like Kilkishan, but I could easily come out. Newmarket, any every game, if like all these games, fifty-fifty, and it's like that momentum. Um, get getting every player available is key as well. Ali, you said there uh, four four weeks back to back, injuries and penalties are going to make a big difference here. You know there, there will be players coming in with injuries into the game, into the first games. Play, the, invariably, injuries are going to be picked up. Uh, girls are going to be going holidays here and there. You know as always and. It could be, you know, it could turn out to be very funny at the end of the day. Oh, it could. It could, absolutely. I mean, we're middle of September and we're starting championship and I think the last round is is well into October, you know. So, I mean, yeah, the ground is going to get that bit wetter and heavier. Um, there definitely is, you know, we've all trained over the summer and dry weather. We've had a great summer, but we're definitely, you can see it already, heading into different conditions. So, absolutely. And the team that has the biggest panel, maybe that can afford an injury or two, um, will be the team that survives. Um, and But absolutely, it's a huge factor, yeah. There's no doubt. We talked to Group 2 and uh, <coughs> I mean, we're going to start with you again. You know, you're involved with Fikki Kilnina. Brilliant to win the Intermediate last year. Brilliant to be getting to the Munster final. This is some game uh, taking on a team preparing preparing for the Munster Senior final. Aina Kilnamona. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at it. It's, it's, it's in, in one sense, it's been great for the last four or five weeks because we have something to kind of aim for. Uh, and like we haven't looked beyond this weekend. I mean, it's only Kilnamona first. Um, I don't know if there's ever a good time to play them uh, in round one or round two or round three. Uh, but it's, we're looking forward to it. We have, I suppose we have the luxury this year of, of not having to worry about relegation, uh, which is something I suppose that can put a pressure on team their first year up. So we're, we don't have that and we're going to throw everything we have into <coughs> this weekend. And if it's good enough, it's good enough. If it's not, you know, we're looking for a performance that we can, you know, bring with us for round two and round three. Ali, he's going to tell you an awful lot about your own team of where you are and where you have to go to, even in terms of the Munster final, maybe further on down the line of where improvement. 
if we'll only improve the team, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it will, it absolutely will. I mean, you want. To, we've been talking about playing against the best teams in Clare for the last two years. I mean, we've we've been in two intermediate finals. We were we were heartbroken when we lost two years ago. Obviously, delighted to get over the line close enough in the end last year. Um, but we want to play senior, um, and you know, there's no better way to find out how good you are, how you how you prepared, than we will on Saturday. Pat, Fiel Kilian overcame Clooney Queen last year in the intermediate final. Okay, it was the, the scoreline was probably closer than the than the what the margin could have been. Mm. Clooney Queen always made it very very difficult for any senior team when they played them in senior, and you know, I suppose they were unlucky unlucky to go on, but the results dictated that. Fiel Kilian are in a good place, and we'll have we'll have you know this game. No, it's going to be a hard game to start off with, but there's no doubt about it that if we can then play to their full potential, they can pull this one off, Pat. Well, if they play to their full potential, which, which you know, hopefully they are capable of doing, you know, they're a match for anyone. There's no question about that. They have a fabulous forward line, I think, if you put them all together. Uh, and I think there's a, few, there's a few very solid defenders there as well. And, they've a, you know, they play to their strengths and they're, you know, they're a well-coached team and everything else like that. It's obviously a step up from last year. And I suppose they, they did give... They were on top against Cluny Quinn for most of the game last year, and I think it was just the fact of taking the step to win the final, getting the hands on the cope, made them a little bit jittery at the end, which was natural for young girls who were a bit inexperienced at that level. So, but they got through it, and um, I think they were fantastic uh, all during the league there. But as we know from even in the county football this year, the league and the championship are two different things, and I'm, I'm sure Ali and Jar uh, Conway have the girls well, well warm that look, championship hurling is different and they will be you know, playing a different, a different animal in the championship. I think Kildamona is the supreme test, and maybe, in my opinion, it's the best time to meet them, not because you might pull the ball over the rise in the first game, but you know, it just tells you exactly what they'll know uh, at five o'clock. Uh, in in the evening after after the three o'clock throw in, they will know exactly where they stand. If the proper really good performance, then the points mightn't be the end of the world if they don't get them. If they can show that they can match Ainda Kilnamona, you know, score for score and hold their dangerous forwards and win 50-50s on them. And you know, if the score goes against them narrowly, the thing is that then they then know they can take on through Clonara and take it on the bridge of confidence and still get through. However, they'll be looking to win, I'm sure, and I think they are capable of winning, but you know, Aidan Kilnamona are you know, so seasoned and they've such a fantastic squad of players who have been through the mill before and in a tight game even if there's a level with three minutes left and you had to back a team you'd say Aidan Kilnamona will surely find a way of getting the score but, you know one of Andrea O'Keefe or Aoife Keane or some Fiora Lafferty or someone will produce some bit of magic but it's, it's fantastic I think it's just fantastic to be having this for fixture so early in the championship, uh, an up and coming super team as a as a guard skill and, and ability in in Kilnina and a seasoned, great campaigners who play who always get the best of themselves nearly uh, in Kilnamona, also in the most senior final. So what a what a fantastic fixture! I'd certainly be hoping for a, a local win, but if they get a, good, a really good performance, I think you know there's still a lot to look forward to in the championship. Jim, as Pet said, you really have a contrast here, you know, with the real experience against the ladies that are just rearing for road, you know, maybe lacking in experience, no lack of ability in Fika Kilinina, you know, they will relish this challenge. There is no pressure whatsoever on Fika Kilinina here. Yeah, it's the makings of a great game. Um, Joanna Kilmona have unbelievable quality all over the field, but Fika Kilinina are definitely an up-and-coming team, and, like, they have nothing to fear. And it's like that, like, like what Pat said, it's probably the ideal game for them, first round of the championship. Um, get a big performance, okay, then they've got that game over with, um, to say that game will be a building block for the next two games but like Fee Kilina have the quality and like they can trouble Aina Kilmona like Aina Kilmona 
um, like they, they'll be well up for this game. Like they, they won't be taking anything for granted. Like Fikinina have a lot of pace, a lot of quality Komogi players. They can do damage. Um, like they just need to, like make this make this their final. Like take take it one game at a time, but just give it everything this weekend. And like they're capable of getting a result. Like and just have no fear of Ina Kilmona. Just go at them from the start, and that's how they can get a result. I've no doubt Fikel Kilmona. They don't fear. They don't fear anyone up there. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Jim, we'll start with you. Through Clonmel and the Bridge. You know, the Bridge have disappointed in the last number of seasons. Okay, they've Conor Dolan uh, in as manager again this year. Through Clendera are a team, maybe like <coughs> their hurlers, they promise a lot, don't seem to deliver. But there's still something about this True Clendera team that tells me that they're not going to be far away this year. Yeah, True Clendera, they have the quality. Joe, last year, like, they'd have been very disappointed, I'm sure, last year not to get out of the group. I know they did call it the group of this, but, um, like, I'm sure they would feel disappointed. Joe, they changed the management... Um, through the season but like like Emer Kelly on your Lachlan Roisin Begley like they, they like they're brilliant players um, so like like through Clenair for the last few years they'd have been targeting the championship every year and like they like not, they, they'd have felt they should have got to the final every year Joe, they, last year they didn't get out of the group um, the few years previously they were very close in semi-finals but like this year like their aim would be win the county title like they're well capable of it, but it, it's like like they're very very good. <coughs> They've John Connolly in, in coaching. It's just a matter of building momentum. Like it's a tough group. It's like this. And like they they'll be looking at Kilmore and Fiekel. Like they they'll need to get results in in games. Like the bridge game. Like they'll definitely fancy their chance in the bridge game. And um, with the bridge, yeah, like you, you'd feel they've they've underachieved last few years. Like Joe Clo- Chloe Mori, Mar McGrath, like Susan Fahey is he's gone is is gone from this year, but. Like they 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 have county quality. Maybe it's just all, all around the field. Um, true Clenair might be a bit more balanced. Pet, do you concur with that? Yeah, you'd imagine you'd have to agree nearly with all of that. Yeah. Um, I, I just saw the Clare Juniors there in that in that in that game that Austin so I thought Fiona Ryan up front looked very light to Clare, yeah. and Emma Kennedy as well, who was I think a minor captain a number of years ago of Clare, if I'm not mistaken. Very impressive wing back as well. But uh, so they have, you know, the Bridge had probably uh, the backbone of, of a decent team, but you know, for for a club like the Bridge and uh, and an area down there, they're very proud of their of their of their teams. They would be disappointed they weren't on the business end of championships in recent times, and you know they they, they may just get one result this year this week in this group for all we know maybe they might get more than one but they could just pull off a shock at some stage and if through Clonera you know as was referred to earlier on you know a lot of good individuals but maybe not putting it together as well as they should and disappointing a bit last year I think you know they probably have nearly what you think is the best squad starting squad in Clare which is saying an awful lot but they're close to it anyway so um the bridge might cause one shock on it, and you know, Conor Dolan, as you say, they are, they're, they're an improving side for sure. And there's fierce pride in the bridge, and there's always plenty of know how on the sideline and how to how to, to maybe get an old, an old win when, when they wouldn't even be maybe looking like it. But you'd have to go to Clondara, and uh, you know, again, a team that's underachieving, we think, and you know, with the squad they have, they should be able to win a clear championship before too long. But, uh, but uh, as I said, that this is a game they should win anyway, I think just about. I need to thought out you'd be watching this one with, with, with more than a passionate interest. You know, you'd probably look at these two teams maybe as the two teams that you have to beat maybe outside of, you know, obviously, behind if you want to get to the, the semi final. Where do you see it going? Yeah, and I suppose I'd say it again, we haven't looked beyond this weekend from our, from our own perspective, but I mean, yeah, I think what Pat and Jim have said, you know, the bridge probably haven't 
haven't you know done what they probably potentially could over the last couple of years. However, back to an earlier point I made, it's later in the year. Scores and games are probably going to be lower than they would have been in Championship last year. And when you have a free take around like Chloe Morey in the form she's in this year, um, you know she's probably worth nine, ten points if, if there's frees given away in, in a game. And those type of score lines, you know, would be hard to beat. Um, and like Jim said, you throw in Moran McGrath, you know, backbone of the team. Yes, I think Susan Fahey's lost to them. Um, but I think they'll they'll first game up will fancy it against Shrook. I mean I think I think the three teams in the group will probably look to us and say there's a potential two points there um and we have to deal with that. Um but I I think Shrook Tonara in a tough group last year um you know didn't get a great result the first day and probably ruined the group for them. They were so far behind um and you know didn't get a chance but to get back up for for the second game. So that's what these groups are about, you know, you have to be ready for them. Um but but I I'd be going with Pat and Jim and thinking that Shrook should have enough to, to get over the line this weekend. Right, Pat, we start with you. It should be unfair to ask Cody who he's going to say, who's going to, who he says will come out of the group. Right, two out of the four, Pat. Uh, I think number one and Fika Kilina. Jim? Um, I think Kilmona and True Clanar, but Fika Kilina could definitely easily come out of that group. Like, they're well capable of it, but just on experience, and True Clanar probably have a point to prove maybe after last year, so I give them the nod. Fair enough, let that concourse our senior championship uh, preview. Adi, we're going to let the, you have the word on the intermediate championship. You, you, you know a good bit about the intermediate teams. Where do you see the Lee Murray Cup going this year? I uh, look. I mean, at the start of the year, it's hard to look beyond Clooney Quinn. Um, I mean, they, they'll be probably kicking themselves from last year. I mean, they were very, very close to staying up senior the year before. We played them twice last year. We had a great draw at them on the group stage down in Fetal. Um, and yeah, I think we were probably a couple of more points ahead of them than we ended up in the final. But the players they have, I mean, renowned county players, they're very strong down the middle. Mairead um, Ryan's a serious player at Centre Forest, she gets a bit of room. And if Deirdre Murphy can contribute like she has last year, I think there's there's nothing there's nothing for me that's there to stop them except themselves. Um, I think if I'm looking beyond them, probably Whitegate. Um, a team we've had battles with the last couple of years, I think Susan is back with them. They'll be hard to beat. They will. Herself and Greta Hickey or you know, any forward line will, will cause problems. So I think it's between those two. Um, Claire Castle, you know, depend a lot on Darren Murphy. Um, but in saying that, she can produce massive scores in games. So, But I think, for me, it's it's, it's between Whitegate. Um, Aerog, if they get it right. Um, but I think Aerog struggle every year with combination of football and camogie. But if they're there around the latter stages, um, tough team to get over in a semi-final. But for me, it's Clooney Quinn. Pet, not as familiar with, with uh, Lolly. He's with it, of course, from he's played them over the year, over recent years, so often. <coughs> but again, Clooney Quinn looked to be the class team in it, I suppose, with with the more experienced county players. And uh, you know, if they get it together, that Mairead Ryan. I mean, she's been super for Limerick against Clare. In, it was a three times as well this year. Yeah. Super, super intercounty player. So if it likes to hurry an intermediate championship with uh, with Kira Grogan and uh, Orla Duggan as well. And, uh, and, and the rest of them, you know, they should have the class to win it. Yeah. Pet, before we finish up our Camogie segment, uh, Galway, All Ireland Camogie champions, I think <coughs> myself, justice being done, Cork pulled what we expected them to do uh, last week that they were going to do their utmost to get all the Cronin. They went to DRA, they went legal, cost them a few pounds, <coughs> but unfortunately for Cork and great for Galway, that Galway pulled through in the end. Well, usually I've been neutral enough in those games, but when I saw what happened with the, with the, the Cronin, all the Cronin, is that her name? Getting back in the way she did, uh, I, I was definitely rooting for Galway and I hoped to God that they'd seen us. Cork have enough one anyway, so in, in, all, in all GA codes. So uh, brilliant result, brilliant performance. Um, Murray got the very, very best out of them and uh, their fighting qualities. They were 
they were twice the team that were last year against Kilkenny in terms of intensity of tackling and a desire to win. And uh, with the skill levels of the McGraths and Neil Kilkenny and those, you know, she got around the points of the year for, for me there off the right hand side. She came in, had lost the ball, won it again, put it over the bar. So I was delighted with the result, really. Uh, it went to the right place. Very, very good display by, by Galway. And uh, a couple of the tough defenders, and they got away with a couple of uh, a couple of <laughs> shows and pushes and pulls here and there. Uh, they got away with them as well. But you have to, you know, but you do need that bit of luck. Good tough defenders in there, that all the defence. But they did class up the up the field as well. And I was delighted to do one. Just as it's been done. Yeah, exactly. That's thanks very much. That uh, concludes our Camogie uh, review uh, for the for, for the senior championship. And we wish all the teams, especially our East Clare teams. Um, in, and Ali, we wish you the very best look in your debut in, in senior ranks. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Pat. And I, best look. And once again, thanks to uh, Jim and Ali for their contribution there to the uh, Camogie preview. And they're replaced by one man takes one man to replace two. We're now joined by our regular analyst uh, from, from Broadford, who also is the manager of the Six Mile Bridge Intermediate team, well known here, uh, Danny Chaplin. Danny, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Pet, as we said, we have the Camogie out of the way, but what mouth-watering games we have in the scene is do or die weekend, bear one, bear one group, uh, it's either in or out, and uh, we're going to start off with the, the Scarab Six Mile Bridge game. Both teams playing for, a, well, the bridge already in the quarter-final. Scarab potentially a quarter-final, but they will keep in a, they'll be keeping a keen eye on the Wiltons Clark Castle game also. That's for sure, yeah. I, I, I don't know if Scarif believe they can beat the bridge. Uh, maybe they do, and uh, you'd be hoping in, the players will go out there thinking, look, we'll give it everything we have, and maybe we get a result out of the game. Uh, <clears throat> those of us, I suppose, watching on would be would, would be expected to be maybe an, a, a bit analytical and be, be and be and be you know true to what we see in front of us over the last couple of years. And uh, you'd have to give the bridges strong favourites here. I'm sure they are strong favourites everywhere with the bookies anyway, who know the most. Um, but it's an opportunity for Scarif to show, I suppose, again, that the first result and performance against Wolves wasn't through Scarif, and that the performance the second day uh, against the Castle was probably more more like themselves. And that this game is a chance to show that they have arrived at the senior level. And if they, I really strongly believe that the bridge will win it. But if Scarif could make a serious game out of this, ask questions of the bridge, and be in the game with 10 minutes to go, even if it was by four or five or six points in the end, what they heck about it. The bridge know how to win these games near the end, especially they'll set up in a way that'll, you know, I'm sure um, Mark Rogers will not get near the amount of position he had the last day, whatever path that the field he plays in. The bridge will have a plan for that. So, um, the bridge to win, but if Scarif give a really good performance, I think they'll be very happy with themselves, and that's how I see it panning out. I think Scarif will play well. The shackles are off somewhat. <laughs> it, it isn't obviously for them yet by any means, but you know they've got up and running. They've played their two games, and here's the chance to show they've developed. And uh, you know if they're in the game for the last ten minutes, they might have a chance. But I I tip the bridge to win this one, as I'm sure most people do by you know anything from three or four up to six or seven points. Danny, if you were to look at the scores in the first two rounds of the games, you, the bridge should be winning this one by twenty points or whatever it is like. But that things like that, you know, championships hurling can throw up the unexpected. Look at Scarif, which is the real Scarif? Is it the Scarif that played World Tones or is it the Scarif that that played Clare Castle? We know what Six Mile Bridge are going to bring bring to the table. Yeah, I, I suppose in a way Scarif uh, maybe over analysed Wolf Tones and they, they tried to do everything <coughs> right for their first day in scene and said they'd gone out and maybe relaxed attitude, let them enjoy it. Which I thought they did against Clarecastle now, and they, and they, and they played far better. They were, they didn't seem to be under the same pressure. 
Now, going in next, going into um, the weekend, they're under absolutely no pressure whatsoever. They have their game on. Go out and have a right crack at this now and get it through to, to Mark Rogers, uh, Paddy Ryans, all these young, they have young, new young players there, um, Michael Barrett and a few more. Anyway, to get, to get, just go out and hold it freedom, have a cut at it. What have they got to lose? If they're beaten, they're beaten. They won, to me, their county final by beating Clarecastle. And and I think irrelevant of the result. If they don't beat Six Mile Bridge, look, and let's be honest, I don't expect them to beat Six Mile Bridge, but they should be having a right crack at them and try and keep the score down so that if Clarecastle were to cause an upset, and, and <coughs> it is possible maybe that they would cause an upset by beating Wolfstones, that... Scarif wouldn't be letting six might be rack up a big score on them because it will come down to score difference then if the three play teams, teams are come level, yeah. come level. And you know, it, well the bridge are already <coughs> through. In that scenario, you you could have Scarif could actually still get through. You know, if if they keep the score down, like the bridge had big wins over Shannon, they had big win over Clarecastle. So if it was a case of Scarif lost by less, they could still end up in the quarter final. And and I think they have a chance if they go out and hold with the freedom and you know, I, I don't expect them to beat him, but I expect Scarf to give a right good account of themselves and have a good game. And I thought the last day they were far better than they were in the first round. Then he said the calculators will be on view, Pet, on, on Saturday and on maybe, you know, that first round uh, defeat to World Tones and <coughs> not to defeat itself, but the scoreline could if possible, could come back to haunt Scarif. That's the opposite of the danger, you know. In any championship game, I suppose, if you're going to have to lose the game, you'll try and lose by as little as you possibly can. That's why, you you know, you'd be disappointed with any team who doesn't fight to the very, very bitter end in a championship game. And uh, I'm not saying Scarif didn't fight that first day, but uh, as Danny said there, that they just seem to be unsure of themselves. Um, much better the last day. But I suppose Clare Castle, to my mind, aren't as good as, as Wolf Tones are. And talking about that game shortly, I suppose. I've already given my, my verdict there nearly, but uh, you know I think Scarif's younger lads, again is you know, a young Hartigan and and Crotty and Kevin and those, uh, will are grown into the games. You know they're contributing in every game now. I think it's great for for young Kevin and not to be to have to take the freeze. Sure, Mark Rogers was deadly with him the last day and uh, what a free taker he is. The form of of uh, Nash as well, Libra Nash is vital. O'Grady, and young O'Grady absolutely is the fourth fourth young minor there that. That you'd uh, be admiring, and Pat Ryan, I think, starting made a big difference the last day for Scarif. I think he brings a lot of physicality and athleticism. If you can just provide a bit of finishing now, but that will come with experience. And uh, you know, as I said, to be great to see him given six well bridge again. <coughs> the bridge, um, there's no question about it. They are the, they're the best team so far in this year's championship by a good bit, I'd say. And uh, we'll be talking about the other teams shortly who are maybe the nearest challengers. But uh, it's a great chance for Scarif to show, you know, that they've. That, that they're a mature and senior team and that they're where they belong. And I think they will grasp it and I think, you know, they will give the bridge plenty to think about. But I think the result probably will go the bridge's way still. Danny, going back to Clare Castle and Wultones, right? Obviously, it looks like Daryl Lohan <coughs> is out with an injury mm-hmm. from Wultones. A huge loss. Could that still tip the balance in Clare Castle's favour or do you still exp- expect from what you've seen in previous games, Wultones to come out on top? I still think Wolf Tones come out on top. I said it on the last couple of shows. I thought Clare Castle are my favourites for relegation. I know there's two gone down, but I have nailed my colours, uh, my colours to that mess from day one. They'll be one of the two, and I don't see anything to change that. While they might have an improved performance um, against Wolf Tones, the likes of Rory Hayes, okay, Darrell Lohan might be out, but... You know, they have Rory Hayes, Ben O'Gorman, they have, they have a lot of good players as well, and I just don't see Clare Castle breaking it down. 
still out, young Galvin is still out, uh, Stephen O'Halloran was back the <coughs> last day, but, you know, is he back at 100%? I don't think so. And, you know, I thought Clare Castle the last day were very naive, letting Stephen man Mark a, a job on, on Mark Rogers, and he's not fully fit, you know, it's, but... That's that was their decision. Um, I I just don't think that they have the hurlers even to beat Wolfstones. So you you're still you're going for Clare Castle to be in relegation, Scarif to be in the senior B, and Wolfstones and obviously Sixmanbridge already gone. Yeah. So that concludes that group. We come then to the, the famous group of that pet and Kilmady in the middles, Whitecourt and Clannanera. This is the middles last game in the group. And they have a hundred percent record, but in the wrong direction here in the first few games, pet. Um. I'm not sure what they can really achieve out of this one. Unless make it, hopefully th- th- hopefully for them that they beat Kilmele and make it a three-way well, playoff. That's what you'd be thinking. Maybe they might go with a more relaxed attitude now. Neely is, you know, kind of the hopes gone in a sense that they could go out and express themselves. I thought they were good in spots against Whitegate. Uh, the question is, were we watching two bad teams playing a very, very good match? Or were we watching two goodish teams playing a really good match? You know the way when two teams are even and to score for score, it covers up some maybe defensive frailties on both sides. But it was a really, really enjoyable game. The Mills and Whitecourt, we have to say. But uh, the Mills just probably find that it hard to pick up maybe last year's form. Um, you know, just maybe they, you know, they're, they're kind of playing a mixture of a game, long, short. And they're probably lacking a couple of leaders, I think, maybe to dig in, you know, when a game gets tough or tight, as said to me for as well. Brendan Bugler and Owen Quirk. And Burke and, and then Manin Fahey stood up for, for uh, Whitecage. So they, they seem to one or two more leaders, even Colin Madden, or Colin Madden is in the back. You know, the Mills, I think, maybe are just going through a kind of a hangover from last year, if you like. And, uh, you know, I, I think you nearly have to fancy Kilmele in this one. You know, Kilmele can play a lovely brand of hurling. There's no question about it. We think they're missing a bit of physicality. We think they're missing a little bit of a bit of maybe devil to, to win a championship still. But like they're threatening for a while now to come and, and be a top team in one of the top teams in Clare. And uh, I think they should have enough for the Mills. I, th- I think the Kilmele are very athletic, lot of speedy guys, good touch, great running, great use of space and all that. So I think uh, I think Kilmele will cause will, will cause that hundred percent record unfortunately for the Mills to continue. But uh, I wouldn't mind being wrong at all. You know the Mills are an East Clare team and. You know, no, no, some of them as we do, you'd love to see them picking it up, but I, I, I'd be afraid of them for them in this one. Danny, do you concur with that? I do indeed. Like they've been a major disappointment in so far in the championship. I went for, I actually went for them in our championship preview to come out of the group with Aina uh, Kilnamona, and they, they, to say they've been a disappointment is is an understatement. It's like they have fully believed to get into the county final last year, maybe give them a divine right to to come out of the group and they, they just haven't been right uh, their their performances haven't been good they they've, been pe- they've been patchy haven't they patchy yeah hold for 10 minutes disappear for 15 hold for 5 I mean against Ina Kilimon in the second half they came right back at him but they had they had left themselves a mountain to climb probably the same against Clanlara you mm. know they're now saying there are two games they should have won they could have won there's no such thing as you should have won or you could have won mm. That was their focus. They went in against Whitecat then thinking they should have won their previous two games. Ended up losing to Whitecat, who everybody and their mother knew once the draw was made last February, whenever it was made, that was the match that Whitecat were targeting. That was their number one target was the Mills. They, you know, they feel, and rightly so, as it panned out, they beat the Mills. They're, they're safe in Cena. They'll be into Cena B at worst. You know, and uh, I, I actually give Whitecat... Um, 
they could cause an upset again the weekend. They're that type of team. Uh, they'll grow in confidence from having beaten the Mills. I, you know, I, I just can't see the Mills getting anything out of Kilmele. Bear a 10-minute spell against Aina Kilimona, who have won all their matches. Kilmele were better. Kilmele lost the third quarter, I think, game, yeah. nine <coughs> points to two. Two, that's right. You know, and, and bear that, they won the other three quarters on the scoreline, but that's seven points in that, in, the, in that turnaround and that. So... If they put in a similar performance to the Mills and cut out that that third quarter, uh, I don't see them being in trouble this weekend. Pet, we're looking at Whitecat, right? And Whitecat played Kilmalee, and Whitecat gave Kilmalee lots of it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we, we did. We were yeah. kind of maybe sent with a, a lack yeah. of display by Kilmalee coming six days after playing the, their first round game. But he probably should have told us maybe a bit more about Whitecat. Not that we knew already. They'll always fight to the very end. And sorry, in the last. Uh, four or five minutes that they lost really lost even yeah. though they were never hit against Kilmele but they were there or thereabouts and that scoreline flattered Kilmele against Wicket yeah and I mean I, I, I'm I'm bigger up Kilmele there as as a common team now they're coming a long time maybe but uh, you know as one of the potentially very good t- club teams in Clare and uh, that, that Wicket result against Kilmele was was more impressive than maybe they're getting than, than we're giving them credit for or have thought about that's why I was going to say that uh, Danny nearly stole my, my, my thunder there small because I'd ideally be giving Whitegate a bit of a chance against Clonara, which whereas most people I'd say wouldn't, I'm sure if you went to bit tomorrow you'd get odds on Clonara and, and decent odds on Whitegate. But you know, they were impressive against against the Mills in obvious in, in obviously what was a close game, but I mean and it was, fully, it was fully a fully tense game. Fully it was, yeah, because it was the game the White Gate were expected to have the best chance in, there was more pressure on him to win it. And by God, they handled that pressure brilliantly, especially in the last five minutes of it. And I mean, you know, you think there maybe John Conlon up front for Clannard and maybe being, being a, a huge target man and, and, and effective. But either Owen Quirk or even if Bugler had to go on him, you know, they might. The, Quirk has played the whole end of his life in the last couple of years. Big test with Conlon, though. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. But like if Bugler there as well, maybe as a, as, as a, as a stopgap or maybe to play in front of him. So, and, uh, you know. Quite get have a chance against Clonara. We'll never know what Clonara turns up. Sometimes, sometimes they're brilliant. Sometimes they just just don't produce. So, um, I'd love to see Whitegate pulling pull, pulling a, a fast one on Clonara and getting and getting the win here. And you never know uh, if circumstances were right, they just might. So, Denny, I'd agree totally with Pat. Like again, Whitegate, it's just like what have they to lose? They can have a right crack and they could end up with the big Clannara then they're going into the last match against Sina Kilimano with a great chance of getting to the quarterfinal. You know, so I would give them a chance. I would because, as Pat said, what Clannara will turn up. Clannara were excellent against the Mills for 40 minutes, but the Mills could have won the match in the last 20. Yeah. You know, so I, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing White get winning now. Just yeah, I'd be thinking. I'd be thinking. <laughs> go by what you're saying. I, I, I think you, you, we, we get that. We get that gist after Danny. There's no doubt about that. Danny loves the teams. The further, the further away from the bridge they are, the yeah, more he likes them. And the closer they are, the less he likes them. He doesn't. He doesn't hide it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Look, we turn to Clooney, no matter feetly in a row. Yeah. And this is Great a group hope. that a conundrum. All the teams are in. All in the only two out of the four can come out. Obviously, Fiekler are in the ascendancy with having the three points. It doesn't guarantee him a quarter-final place, though. No, it's probably a winner takes all in both games. Um, you know, uh, the market were to, to win Dela 4. Uh, which would knock Clooney out, which for sure. Which would knock Clooney out, for sure. Uh, Clooney win, they'll be three. out to three. three. And they'll be level with Fiekler, if they're all were to beat him. So I'll come back to score difference between Clooney and Fiekel, but 
Going into the weekend, all cha- all four teams have a chance of going through, and all four teams have a chance of going into relegation to the great group. And needless to say, you don't want me to say who's going into <laughs> well, relegation. I, 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 we could nearly pick, we could nearly <laughs> say, but uh, we leave it to Pat. Yeah, we let that. Okay, well, yeah. first of all, that fecal, I'd love to see that fecal arrow game. I think it has the makings of something else because <clears throat> the fecal the market game was a to repeat a Leicester's absolutely a dog and yeah. dour affair. Uh, very physical an awful lot of stoppages in it but Fiekel showed that they're able to stand up to that you know it was a mental pressure on them kind of to hang out with a, a man down etc and they did um, Erog depending on all the players they have available they always improve as, thing, as times go on uh, you know with, with their top players available and uh, they're, they're a serious out for Erog they're one of the teams that you know would be would be close to testing the bridge you would think would, at full strength so the Fiekel Erog game everything to play for here you know, Fiekel have shown how dogged and tough and, 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 and mentally strong they were. So they won't fail in that line. The question is, will Airog match that? If Airog match that toughness and the physicality of Fiekel, they might just, you know, have, have slightly more score than forwards. But, uh, God, Airog by a point, maybe. Clooney in the market. Uh, I fancy the market in this one. Uh, Clooney Quinn, you know, for all their, 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 their quality in the draw against Fiekel, um, I think they're still dependent on Peter a good bit and... Uh, you know, in the market, maybe a little bit more more balance around the field. But look, at this is a very, very close group. Uh, two games you'd love to see, and, and that's why they're on at the same time. There's so much at stake. Uh, I'm going to say maybe a rogue in the market, but only only by a point at saying a rogue's case, if that, and in the market, maybe by a couple. Danny, we have to get your views officially. Officially, I would give Fiekel a... I, I would go for Fiekel... The simple fact of matches in Shannon, I think Shannon really suits Fiekel more so than the park. Physicality. It's, and and it's, it's that bit tighter. Uh, I thought in, in the spaces in, in the park last year caught him as much as anything else. When when sorry, when they're all opened them up in the second half, they, they conceded a few scores. Just with room. They won't get that room in Shannon. And uh, I have a slight... I'd, I'd lean towards Fiekel in that one. And... I pray to God that Peter Duggan has the game for his life and Clooney wins the second one. <laughs> Straight out. <laughs> You're not sitting in the field tonight, Denny. We'll, we'll, we'll put him on the religion show, Jim, the next time. He's really into religion. <laughs> well, I was knitting the last time, so I'm praying this time. <laughs> <laughs> You're made of many talents, Denny. Denny, finally, the, the only other group game on this weekend in the Senior Championship is your own Broadford against Cretlow. You know, a match-off for everyone knows the right reason why the match is put off. And also, can, before... We talk about Prof and Cretlow. Condolences to the Bice family in Cretlow on the passing of Johnny Bice. Absolutely. Um, you know, where he rest in peace. A man who's been, he was a great hurler in his time and a great servant uh, to Cretlow. Denny, look, at, it is going to be hard for Bradford. There's no doubt about that. Hard to get back into, into training. We know they're back in. Um, what way is it down there, Denny? Are uh, they back in full swing? Or? They are, but unfortunately, Tuesday night, Shane Taylor tore his hamstring, so it's probably another adding to the Bradford's injury list, which is growing every week now. We're already without Sean Phelan for the year. Dan Mack, who would have been Sean's replacement, out for the year, done his knee. King Crimmins done his cruciate in the last game against Bellier, and now we have Shane Taylor. So that's before starting players out. But look at uh, they're back training since last weekend and you know they'll rally around and I'm sure there's a real fight in them and, and they'll want to do well for, you know for for the O'Brien family and for Niall and he was a teammate of theirs and there, there will be something in it you know and it's just 
you know, it can go two ways, as we all know. You know, it, 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 they had a couple of hard days. It really did affect the young lads in the, on the team because they would have been teammates of Niles from all the ways up. You know, Broadford's age, age profile is young. And it, it had, a, it, unfortunately, it had a, a bad effect on them. But look at life is gone. Uh, they're back training and they'll be, they'll be ready to have a right crack at it. But having said all that now, you'd still have to favour... Well, I would anyway. I'd still have to go for Crattler for the win. Simply with the, if we look at the, the experience, the forwards, everything, um, and and I actually believe that Crattler could be one of Six Man Bridge's big threats this year. Yeah, there are reports of big threat for to get over the Bradford challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, yeah. Pet, we all know. Look at Bradford; they've been through tough times. They are resilient. There's no doubt about that. As Denny said, it can go either way. I would expect it to go maybe on this positive, positive side that they yeah. will make it. You know, they're great battlers anyway. Very unlucky against Bellier the last Absolutely. day. You know, you'd hope that they'd be able to rise it here, Pat. Yeah, Danny explained it very well there. You know, he knows the scene down there, obviously, for the last few weeks. He knows how devastated they were and the friends. As you said, it, it can go either way. You know, you'd be hoping to be the positive, you know, that really inspired them to play out of their skins and, and, and with savage determination and, you know, brilliant use of the ball and, and play cleverly as well. But, you know, emotion sometimes carries you a long way and sometimes as well it can be just, you know, can maybe be affect you a little bit as well yeah. if you're not maybe ruthless and mentally really clear in what you're doing. So look, I hope it goes their way. I'd love to see them win because, you know, Bradford could do a small, a small boost of a hurling win, you know, would be some little thing. But uh, you'd have to probably fancy Cretlow given the circumstances. And I suppose if, if there was no other circumstances in regard to the said said issue in Bradford, you'd probably fancy Clonair or Cretlow anyway, but somewhat. But uh, close game, I think, but maybe just have to give it to Cretlow. Yeah, and I suppose here, Denny, we have to give credit here too to, to Belly and Crochine as well for yeah. their part in you know absolutely and in, yeah. in putting the you know the, the, the Bradford Club are, it, they'll always be grateful for it there was no questions they approached uh, all three clubs last week about the scenario of playing um, on the free weekend which will be for two of the other groups it'll be actually a free weekend and straight away Bellier, Crochin, Crattler you know all agreed with, without question there was no and that apart, you know, and we were very, very grateful for to all clubs for that. Um, also, I'd, I'd just like to add my condolences to the boys family. You know, I started out playing adult hurling for the bridge in 1981, and one of my first lessons was against Cratlow in the, the semi-final of junior A. Well, the great Jackie O'Gorman gave me the lesson. He <laughs> cut me to ribbons, but Johnny Boyce was playing that team, and a oh, lovely forwards, yeah, lovely hurler. You know, yeah, yeah. against the yeah. Ourselves, actually, yeah, yeah, without doubt. At the end of the day, look at sport. It brings, it can bring uh, communities closer together, mm-hmm. and, and and no better situation than this. And look at, we wish all the teams the very best to look uh, in their matches at the weekend in the senior championship. A quick look at intermediate. Denny, you're playing Tubber. You're safely through to the uh, quarterfinals. Well, not really. If we lost by fourteen points, and if uh, Ineken Namona win by sixteen, we'll be out. So. To the one, Denny, you. you you're doing some combinations tonight, Denny. But yeah, but play well against the bridge, Denny. Absolutely, and you know it's a ding dong battle. Like we, you know, just been involved at the bridge this for the first time in a few years now. But from talking to the lads of the last week, this is a real must win for us. After, you know, I think it was 18 points last year. Tubber beat him in the quarter final and couldn't beat the bridge enough. Loved played him and drop it on, drop it on. Fourteen points up with time up and Donald McMahon came through and he nearly took Colin Fitz's head off with a shot instead of tapping it over the bar, which others would have done. But look at that's that's they've they've all that inside in the pocket now and 
we might be playing a small bit different than Saturday. Look at, <laughs> we'll be we, we we mightn't be fourteen points down at the end. That's all I'd say. We'll be having a right quarter. Pet in this group, you know, your own Kilinina against Ian Kilmona, winner take all, Pet. Yeah, um, our own lads were very disappointed the last day against Sixpence Ridge. Uh, I know that for a fact. But having said that, the, there was a general consensus about people that I would who's whose uh, opinions I would trust at the game saying that the bridge were very, very impressive in, in fairness and they played outstanding hurling for a good bit of the game and uh, whereas our lads didn't think that they were going to lose by that much, I think they wouldn't have minded losing and, and have performed a bit better themselves. The bridge were very, very good indeed so I think the bridge will be tougher. Um, definitely I think they do and I think they'll be, it might be four, uh, for the, you know, 14 points either way but uh, I think the bridge could win that by a few points. Our own lads I think will pick it up. Eineke Lamona are decent but I, 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 I think I, I look at all. I'll just have to. If Kilkenny don't pick it up, then the, the win against Tupper will waste the time, and our younger players aren't maybe as good as we, as we hoped they'd be. So um, I think we might just pick it up and win that game. So uh, a win for the Bridge and a win for Kilkenny. Uh, my, my prediction there, uh, not savage confidence, but with a lot of hope. Denny, one, one word: Kilkenny or any Kilmona? Kilkenny. Kilkenny. We're glad to hear that. Yeah. Obviously, in the other group, then you've Rowan at uh, the play in the market. Rowan should come over that, but I have a, a match against. But I should get over Clarecastle. We yeah. we predict the board unquestioned. We'll go with that. Yeah, we go pet to the Tulla Smith O'Brien's game. Both are through. I suppose both of them will want to win to top the group. They will be yeah. playing a second team in a quarter final. Then I think that's the way it is anyway. So who do you expect or where would you expect the Spiles to go here? Pat? Well, if we leave out the fact that they're both through, uh, you know, if they were playing. I presume they'll both be quite helpful to win the game. It, you know, you want the momentum of winning the games against the better teams. They're going to have to play each other again if, if both of them keep going. Anyway, uh, it's a really, really good game. You know, that te- that that group has two very strong teams and two weakish teams. And Peter Bryan's Tulla, I think Smith O'Brien's maybe are going quite well. Maybe hadn't hadn't progressed a good bit last year. Nothing in this, I think. Maybe the bridge, maybe Smith O'Brien's by a point, but it's I have no, I have no strong analysis for saying it except that maybe they're a team who is constantly improving but if both are going through I think Tully would still have a say anyway Pet, uh, or Denny, as Pet said both are going through you know again the prize is only to play a second team where do you see the early advantage here? Well I, I, I think I've been very impressed with Killaloo for the last three years you know they, they're getting to semi-finals as we we know we were all at the Killaloo Scarif mm-hmm. game last year they were very unlucky you know and, and, in, the Bradford game the and, and in the Bradford game the year before they were desperately unlucky you know Tommy Redden had an awful an awful day on the freeze the same day and you know they matched Bradford they matched Scarif last year I, I, I just have a, a feeling like Pat that Killaloo might win this one by a few points plus they might want it more to top the group you know they're, they're both safe in the knowledge that they're that are true to okay, the next yeah. round now so it depends maybe which team is the more serious about Sunday and I, I just believe Killaloo will they'll want to top the group they will want uh, the second place team in the in the quarter final so I will be going slightly for Killaloo Pat we also have the, the match between Jostens and Corofin and obviously it is going to take a funny set of results here Corofin just have to beat uh, St Joseph's in the story and that'll be their primary concern they got cut the first day out again Pertin Pertin are playing Clendera Tall's intents and purposes Pertin are going to win that can you see Corofin pulling up pulling off an upset here Pat? Well the answer to the answer is yes you could see it but I think the more likely outcome is Joseph's win they, they seem to be very impressive they have a you know they, they have a lot of decent players and they have a lot of fine big strong players as well and a bit of pace as well so um, 
they're going very well. They've had it too easy up to now. That's the only thing. Whereas Cora Finn maybe with that lost the party and uh, you know have a, a hard game under their belts and a bit of disappointment as well. So I could see Cora Finn on last year's form certainly putting it up to him and, and, and maybe sneaking a win. But if I had to if I had to call it, I, I'd go narrowly for Josephs. Yeah, I I agree totally. Yeah, um, you know, Cora Finn have potential, but that first win or that first defeat probably. That took their eye off the ball, maybe a small bit. I know that they had a big win over one of the Galway senior teams the week before that first round and maybe believed too much that they were going too well. And, you know, they were up there to be shot down. And we, we actually said it here in the preview that it could be the one the one game where Patine had a chance they could, they could create a shock. Um, and it turned out that way. But there's no doubt in Corofin's ability. It's just, I think, Joseph's would be have the physical strength of him and... Uh, you know they're playing well, as, as Pat said. They've ha- had no test yet. They easily dispose of Partin, and I, I'd say they could continue on on that vein on Sunday. So if, for me, I would go for uh, Joseph's win and Partin win. So they'll be the two going through. And you're saying then for the relegation, obviously it's Clonera, Clarecastle. Uh, definitely looks like Newmark yes. will beat them. Yes. Tobor are going to come out. Looks like out of your own group, bearing a, a miracle. At this stage, or could I kill the morning up on it? Oh, I'd say I need kill the morning. Tubber beat them by six points. Or oh, Tubber, so I need kill the morning. Probably yeah, I need kill the morning. Have no win. So Tubber are still in yeah. trouble. Still in 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 with the show. Oh, Tubber. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or let's have to do the business as well to make sure. That to make sure. Happens, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, like if Tubber beat the bridge, they they're in the quarter final. I would think because they beat. Uh, are they, sorry, they they, well, they mightn't be. If go down to yeah, score difference, probably. Yeah, yeah, and. Our score difference probably was helped the last day against yeah. against Kilnane. We but we would go a bit more over than with said Tober or no Tober lost them. But would it go back to the head to head bet? If there's three teams, still got the scoring difference. If, if not, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but if Tober beat us, there's going to be three teams. Tober, yeah. I don't think Tober will beat yeah. you. Look, that's a real a, a real exciting a real exciting weekend ahead, and we look forward to it. And again, we wish all the teams. The very best to look uh, in the senior championship, intermediate championship, and all the team, all the teams that are out in the junior championship uh, games of great importance on there in the greys down along. That's Pat, Denny. Thanks very much for your contribution you tonight. Also, thanks to Ollie Noon and Jim Minogue for the contribution to the Camogie review. Thanks to Jim and the Control Tower for keeping us going here tonight, here today. Thanks to you for listening here to us on Scarpe Community Radio today here on 88.3 and 92.7 FM we look forward to your company uh, later on today in Father McNamara Park for the Scarpe Gunlo uh, Kilkishan Badai Camogie game and also for that game in Whitecat tomorrow uh, between Killer Smith O'Brien's and Tulla so all that remains is for me Leo Dial and until we meet again it's Ben Day August Long.